Family Clegg Madness, and we introduce the, the Thunderdome. Coming up on the broadcast. Jesus, you guys are making me laugh. And we know that's bad. sounds kind of like... Uh, Kinky? What was that one show oh, where the no. kids fought for food? Hunger Games. Yeah. Or, or yeah. I thought that was... Um, no, it's, it's like the parody. 1985 version of the Hunger Games. It's that book. It's Lord of the Flies, right? <laughs> Which is Hunger Games. Hunger well, Games. With well, more... Uh, with more... With, uh, isn't it doesn't it have more murder? You didn't actually see the murders, though, did you? Maybe in Lord in of what? the Flies or in, or in Hunger Games. I guess you or saw Mad them in Hunger Max. Games. <laughs> no, not Mad, Ma- Mad Max. No. <laughs> no. I thought the the movie, the Hunger Games books were way more graphic than the movie was. That's always yeah, yeah. how it is, though. Yeah, for sure. It's always a slash more better. Like it would like like. <laughs> It would like it's, I was really disappointed when the, with the I guess it was the fourth movie. I, first off, I was pissed that they turned the third book, which was boring as fuck, into um, two two movies because it, it was barely even one movie's worth of material. Well, and that's then like how, all, that's how they do it. The last one is always a two part finale because mm-hmm. we need one more fucking rollout. Money. Yeah, one, one, money, yeah. money, money. But even like, but even like the like the most like like intense like disturbing parts, they totally they totally glossed over. And I was like, God, this well, sucks. The reception is probably like we're not going to have kids like devour of each other, even if the book said it. What the, what's the fun of watching the movie? Because it was more about romance. It was more about her leaving that guy behind and screwing another guy on national television. How is that to put someone in their place, friend? <laughs> yeah, man. Everyone's Damn. like, what the fuck is she talking about? It's like, you'd have, yeah. You'd have thought that that dude was like, you know, because, you know, that dude could have broken the other guy in half with his, like, pinky finger. But he, he got he got cucked like a little bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> we are... <coughs> <laughs> We're very happy Katrina, that you do it. Stop smoking. <laughs> I don't smoke. You gotta oh. save that egg. Oh <laughs> We're very happy that you can join us today. <laughs> for the um for those of you tuning in for the first time, we are a spoiler podcast. We are also an analysis show focused on the 90-day multiverse. This means that we spill tea on all the fraud and we debate opinions about what's really going on. All sides are looked into and no stone is left unturned. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. And also please subscribe to the show so you don't miss a download. These reviews really help us grow the show and help others to find us. And now I'd like to bring in our beloved co-hosts, Hanakawa and Agent C. I feel like there, there needs to be like entry music, like harps and. You know. Oh, see, I was gonna say the the theme from Rocky. 
Oh, that too. That too. Depends on the day. Depends on what kind of tea we have is how I want the intro music to be. Oh, good. Well, so what, what kind of intro um, music should we have today based I'm on our I'm feeling like today? Eye of the Tiger level intro really? music right now. Andre, a secret, you guys. We do have a secret. His secret how, shame. How juicy is his secret, though? I didn't we'll roll get down to that. that far. We'll, we'll get to that. But we to, have it. That's enough to create important. a child. That's how. That's what we know. Oh. <laughs> he got Libby pregnant once. Well, I mean, that's a good thing. That means the parts work. Everything's lubed up, ready to go. I don't think that has anything to do with his secret, though. Probably not. That's so. <laughs> that's so disappointing. <laughs> So we have lots and lots of tea today. So I have the tiger. It is. I'm not sure how that has to do with lots of tea, but if that's how Hannah Kyle is feeling, that's what Hannah Kyle gets. So we bring you inside the episode. So this week we have got some happily ever after tell all tea for you. It's coming in drips. It's not a big open gusher, but we're getting little bits and little bits. We have found out that the Happily Ever After Tell All was filmed probably about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago. Um, We don't have it exact. And we have learned of some choice happenings. We have learned that Paul and Carini did not appear, at least in the segment that we know of to be filmed at this point. Doesn't necessarily mean there wasn't another segment that we're not familiar with, that maybe it was just Paul and Carini, we're not sure, but we know they didn't appear in this particular set of segments that we have learned about. Right. Um, I think right now the tell-all is like the least of their concerns. I I think so. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Um, I do know that there were some rumors about them not appearing prior to their recent legal happenings. So this kind of goes goes into that. Um, This one I find was really interesting. So Mother Debbie, as in Colt's mom, went after Chuck, as in Libby's dad, for being, get this, you guys, too involved in his children's lives. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like I for, hope they, I hope like they keep that. Like buying them a house and stuff, being too involved, buying them a house. I don't know. Yeah, why go to all that trouble? You can just have them live with you. Exactly. Maybe she was saying he's too involved to not be living with them. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, I guess. (laughs) Ooh, but that's going to be interesting. Um, Here's here's another one. And and I'm not entirely sure about the veracity of this one. This one might be a depends on what viewpoint you view it from. But the rumor is (laughs) that Angela was hitting on Chuck. Like physically hitting? No, I know no, she's no, no, known no, for no, that no. too during tell-alls. No, 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 flirting. Let me let me rephrase. Was flirting with Chuck. I just gotta give her shit. Um. <laughs> but, okay, so let's let's. Do you think Angela was actually flirting, 
or did was she just acting a certain way, a certain type of way that like, and Chuck took it one way? Both are possible. Yeah, I can't say why I think this, but I think she was probably just playing around. I think she mm. has done things in the past that would make people think she's flirting, but she's really just she's really just being Angela and fucking with people. Yeah, yeah. Although I mean I mean TBD, but you know, if if Michael was flirting with Chuck, I don't think Angela would would put up with that for a second. <laughs> right. Oh, right. oh yeah. Or, or if someone was flirting with Michael, that could, you know, make her Angela retaliate the, by pretending to flirt with somebody else. I'm just saying. If someone but, was flirting with Michael, like a like a female was flirting with Michael, Angela would be the very first human being to successfully travel through cyberspace, <laughs> jump out of their screen. <laughs> And beat the shit out of him. Okay, oh but here, here's another little interesting tidbit. Rumor has it that Michael was not there for the tell-all. I think because they know that people leak shit, and they would say where the hell Michael was. Right? I mean, it's happened before, right? Right. He Skyped in, and he was still in Nigeria. Yeah. I mean, it's, we know he doesn't come to America yet. We know this. So it's not like it's, I don't well, know. We know, maybe. we know, as, we know as far as they got married, like we literally don't know where he is, but we know that there's probably things keeping him in Nigeria because we have the bans going on. We have the travel restrictions. So there's probably a chance he's not here, like a really yeah. high chance he's not here. So my guess is that he probably, okay, because they, so here's, here's the thing. With them doing it over, oh, here's the other part. This is all done over, like, video conference, Skype. Oh, so we're going to have another Skype tell-all. Yay. Yes. Can't wait for the leak. Yes. So the thing about this is these are filmed in different segments, right? So maybe Michael is there and there's a whole other, just like, you know, like there's a whole other segment with him there and he just wasn't in this group segment that we got some information from. I don't, you know what I mean? Like we didn't get all of the tell-all because when the tell-all is filmed in person. Everyone knows who's there. Right. And they're all sitting in a room for 15 hours, right? As opposed to Skype where they're just coming in for their parts and then turning it off. Different parts. And it's filmed like three separate days, 15 hour days of three separate days of all of this. And they mix and match the Brady Bunch characters, right? So it's hard to say for sure if Michael was there or not there, but. I can feel in my heart that he was there at some point. He has to be. He had to have been. I feel like he was there too. Yeah. Now the, here's here's a question though: Were the goofballs there, or were the females there? Were Sinjin's goofballs there? Oh man, that'd be great. Sinjin's goofballs like are Sinjin's great. I like Sinjin's goofballs though. I feel like they're gonna be asking there. questions that are really fucking like too late. <laughs> like it's too late. Are you gonna get married with her? They're like, oh, he already, he already got married. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Like, come on, it's too late to start talking about how you don't know if you're ready for commitment. Anyways, <laughs> sidebar. So hopefully um, we'll be getting some more leaks of the tell-all, and hopefully we'll be getting a whole nother leak like we did uh, last season. Uh, I don't know, that really ideas. ruined it for me, because now I'm thinking about how long are they going to draw this Angela and Michael thing out? Are they going to get married or not get married? Are they going to save the marriage footage for the tell-all? Or next Is season. It, 
Or what? Don't, do that. Oh, don't God. do that to us. Or no. like they were going to try to do with David and Lana. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they probably kept Lana off, and I don't think she she wouldn't come anyway. But you know, no one saw Michael because they might do their own private segment to do the whole "Are you still together or not?" Yay, they got married, and we show the big thing. Right, know. right. There's a lot of options that they have to try and keep viewers at the edge of their seat, but. Yeah, they probably learned a lot from, or at least learned some, from the before the ninety days tell all and tell all leak, and maybe some. I'm, I'm hoping their lesson learned was, don't invite everybody, at the same time, don't allow recording, and don't allow uploading to YouTube. <laughs> I mean, that would have solved their problems, or close the YouTube link when you're done. Just close, just close the link. <laughs> Shut it off. Yeah. Don't let people favorite it. Also, just, you know, again, The Other Way Season 3, nominate Angela to be on The Other Way Season 3. No. We need new faces. What episode is she on now? All Happily Ever After. They all start mixing together. Yeah. Like, I think because she's been over there for so long, it feels like she's been over there for a while. I mean, at the rate, you know, if you look at past, I guess, uh, Pedro and Chantel aside, she's been on there long enough that she could get her own spinoff, just like uh, just like Darcy did. Who knows? They might. I'd watch it. I'd watch Angela abroad. Yeah. Angela takes on all the females of Nigeria. Oh, my oh God. Oh, anyway. <laughs> or they could do or they could do. A, I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to bring bring her rotten corpse back from the dead. Angela and baby girl Lisa living in Nigeria together. No. Oh God, no. no. They live in different we, we countries. They're different countries, right? Angela's no, they're no, they're in different. They're in different parts of the country, but they could find ways to have them interact. Different or have, states. They have different states. Yeah. They live. Yeah. But it could be like it could be like the you know like um. Can you imagine you know, the stare down a, that would happen though? No. It, it would. Know. It would either be nuclear war or they'd get along swimmingly. Talk about a Thunderdome. All I could say is I'd like to see them go toe to toe. Celebrity death match. <laughs> but you don't you know that Angela would already be at least one ahead. Oh, you did not. One one toe ahead. Get it? Ah, yeah. Because so what else do we have? Baby girl Lisa's tea. missing a toe. More tea. More tea. More tea. More tea. Hey agency, why did Andre leave Moldova? Well, well, well. This is this is the secret that everybody didn't know they didn't want to hear. The big secret, you guys, the whole like the last couple of episodes have revolved around why did Andre leave Moldova? Oh, my God, it's this big secret. That's right. We have learned from a source inside Libby world what Andre's big secret is. And drum roll. It's real. It's really lame. So as you know, yeah, um, as you know, Andre won't reveal on the show why he quit being a cop and moved to Ireland to become a a bouncer at a bar. And he got to the point where he where he almost in finger quotes got into a fight with Libby's brother. And some people have come up with some crazy theories online, including that he did a like a full Ted Kennedy on a former girlfriend and then fled the country as a result. Um, (laughs) I love. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go, go watch the movie Chappaquiddick. And uh, then you'll, that's where it has, that's where, that's where the thing with Ted Kennedy happened was in Chappaquiddick, New York. The rumor being that, that, that Andre killed a girlfriend and that's why he had to flee. Yeah. 
that's not what what it was, um, according that's to wrong, our source. Sadly, very sad. Um, <laughs> sad. I had. <laughs> what is wrong with you guys today? <laughs> oh my god, I have to pee my pants. <laughs> Why do you have to? <laughs> Who's making you? Is there someone in the room behind I mean, you? I, I, words are hard for me today. I'm medicated. I had this full on procedure on my neck today, and the people are now yelling at us because they're like, What's Andre's secret? Just get to the secret. Seriously, I'm sitting here like waiting. Come on. All right. Well, the reason Andre left is because Moldova is a post-Soviet country. Whoa, and, big and, secret there. And as, and as a result, has the country has a lot of endemic corruption. And so by being a cop in a post-Soviet country with a lot of endemic corruption, he's getting to see that system operate firsthand. And he didn't want to be a part of it. So he left. Um, and the reason he doesn't want to talk about it, especially when he's back in Moldova, is because he's worried about the repercussions of criticizing the regime, probably not just for himself, but also for his family. Um, said so societies like that do have do have ways of punishing you for embarrassing them. So the, the cop, like the law enforcement agency he was a part of, the government, mm -hmm. was becoming corrupt and he didn't want that. So that's why he left. I'm pretty sure it was already fully corrupt by that point, but he just didn't want to be a crooked cop shaking people down for bribes or whatever it is they do over there. So he left. And so that's the secret. That's the big secret. Yeah. And the reason he doesn't talk about it is because he doesn't want to say it in the country and have it be on TV and then have people, you know, like send, you know, harassing notes to his family. Most likely that that's my that's my interp interpretation of why he doesn't talk about it. Um, but, you know, the other thing, the other implication is that. And I know what you're probably thinking now is that does this mean that Andre has some good qualities? And yeah, it, it kind of does. Sorry about that. I know it's much easier to hate him. So that's that's the big secret. That's the secret. That was really boring. It was <laughs> really. There lame. was a lot of lead up. Who had that to, on to their that. bingo card? <laughs> Who had want, corrupt cops? Andre's a good guy <laughs> on their bingo well, card. We won't say good guy. He's still kind of shitty, but. <laughs> I guess you would you want you, you wouldn't want it to at least involve either you know like an, an ex. I wanted a, de a dead body somewhere. A, de a, dead, a dead body or drugs. Um, or yeah. A or like a sex scandal, you know. Yeah, a, a sex, sex scandal could have been juicy. Yeah, I don't and want, a I dead body. Dead, that yeah. would have been ideal. Dead bodies, no. Yeah, no, maybe not that he much. killed somebody, but a dead body involved somehow where he maybe had to he leave. Wi he witnessed a murder and had to, and had to yeah, go. Yeah, maybe he went, you know, so he was a witness and he had to leave so he wouldn't get killed. Like because maybe it, something like that. Because maybe it was the prime minister's nephew. Oh or the Moldovan mob. Like, gosh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Moldovan mob is probably some, is either the Romanian mob or the Russian mob in the... <laughs> <laughs> it's all the Russian mob, really. Um, the only, the only, there are only like three. There are only like three or four mafias in the world, right? There's the Russian mob, there's the Italian mob, the Chinese mob, and the bride price mob. Yeah. What about the yakuza? And the yakuza. That's like five right there. Okay, five. Yeah, but those are the only five. Except for the bride price mob, apparently is based in California. They're the most powerful <laughs> mob of all. Yes. They're the most transnational. They can come beat you up and leave no evidence behind. That's right. Not a, not a mark. 
That's right. Mark. If Mark. only the if only the Russian mob could learn their secrets. <laughs> it's like they don't even exist. Anyways, <laughs> we can move on to maybe some real tea. Maybe. 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 Okay. So, um, Libby's family signed a new season. Uh, wow! Yay! <laughs> We get to have more of them. Yay! Um, are they going to are they going to be on the family Chantel? So we can have our two favorite families in one oh place. Oh no! Then we can ignore them all together. It would be like the family Chantel and Libby rules. <laughs> Libby rules. It oh, has God. a ring to it, right? Yeah, we don't I, have I, a lot of details, but I mean, it's going to be the ty- that type of show, right? Or what you know, kind of show it's going to be? But I I see it being just about their crazy family because they've been pumping. A lot of their family in our face. I, so I, I just have to say, introduced. if I'm stuck watching that, the only thing I'm going to be talking about is having my liberation. Oh, my God. No. OK, so this is just a new season, not a whole spinoff of like the family Libby. Like it's not that, that which they've been they've been aiming for with this whole Moldovan wedding nonsense that's happening. Like they've right, been trying to get be- a spinoff, but they've been signed to a new season. They're not the only couple on it. It's like the whole all the yeah, other couples. But, look, but think about it this way. Sure, they've been signed on to a new season, but what story are they going to tell? Their story segments are going to be family Libby. What else is there to tell? It's yeah, but at least it's not their own spinoff, like where it's just the family Libby. Is it going to be more happily ever after? Did we figure that out? Don't know. We don't know any mm-hmm. details about it yet. Maybe they're going to be on a separate show that's just about breastfeeding. I... Power. Actually, I would actually be okay with that. Haven't you followed Libby's sister's Instagram account? It's all about breastfeeding. And then they did that, like, triple breastfeed in the pool. Doesn't she have an OnlyFans? The sister does, yeah. Becky. Yeah, yeah, she does. Guess what's on there? Breastfeeding? Nothing. Anyways, we can keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I'll save y'all a click. Nothing. (laughs) Anyways, what's next? More tea, more tea, more tea. Agency. All right, so I've I've got this one, you guys. So you guys remember we had that really cringy scene at the registrar's office with Angela and Michael doing the counseling where, where Angela learned that she has to be a submissive wife. She wants to keep Michael around. And then she also learned the various forms of, mar- of marriages in Nigeria where he can have side chicks, except they gave it away and said that there's a one type of marriage where he can't have side chicks. Um, can you imagine if that's how it was listed, though? And then, like, like an, my, an easy can, to read one pager, and, and it just has sank. marriage one man with side chicks. Yeah, <laughs> like pictures. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, but Wife, side chick one, side chick two. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, and as as you would expect, we investigated the marriage requirements for Nigeria the minute they had that counseling session. And if you look at the checklist of the marriage registrar for Lagos State in Nigeria, there is no requirement to have a counseling session with the with the registrar's office. Um, it's all about documentary requirements and signing an affidavit. And, and the, the witness stuff is on there. That's legit. Um, but there's nothing about having a counseling session to determine your eligibility which leads me to believe that they staged this in order to 
promulgate the side chick conflict uh, in Angela's storyline. Side chick conflict. I feel like they're just padding. They are padding. They're just padding. Like, we already know they're going to get married. How so, much shit can they pad in these episodes to make it, like, feel like they're not going to get married so they can look like they've listen, overcome Angela, all these I'm challenges? Done. I'm done! Listen, you, you saw that Angela had two packs of cigarettes that she was padding. She could oh. put a lot more packs of cigarettes she in there. She had the whole, like, glove department in her <laughs> brassiere. I know everyone caught it because I saw the pictures all over Instagram. Mm -hmm. But I'm just amazed at how much, like... What I find it's hilarious, evolving. there's less tit and more stuff in the bra. In the first episode of when she flew to Nigeria, the one of the gifts that she brought Mother Michael was this purse with the Lord's Prayer on the side. Remember this? She brought a purse as a gift. A purse. What reference does she have for a purse? <laughs> She doesn't well, if carry she, a purse. If she has a purse, she can get it snatched from her. Yeah. Ain't so, no one going to snatch snatch the queens from, from Angela. Right. <laughs> so there's one other thing I want to talk about with this counseling session, and that is baby girl Lisa. Baby girl Lisa and Usman did not have to have a counseling session in their season of, of, of before the 90 days, even though they also got married. And you know that if they had a counseling session where baby girl Lisa was told she had to be a submissive uh, Nigerian wife, she'd have done her, I think, oh, 11th or, she would have done. done her, I think it would have been her 11th or 12th per my count um, of her saying that she's done. And that that would have been if that was a, a genuine requirement, you know, they would have put that in there because they love to see baby girl Lisa get mad. And the fact that it didn't appear to me says that this is something that they made up just to just to pad out Angela's story and just make more conflict and set up the di the dinner with with Michael's Michael's aunt. So there you go, guys. That Angela's not going to be a submissive Nigerian wife. Wow, we've never heard that before in any of her eleven billion seasons. Right. I will admit, I <laughs> fell off. I fell off my couch when I heard her say that she wasn't going to be submissive. I was so surprised. <laughs> no, that was the beer you were drinking. I had I had a trauma. Um, okay, so this next little bit is this is sort of a you know what we saw in the show versus what may have really happened segment, and so following last night's episode of the other way, Devin took to Instagram to add more detail as to why she and her mother were so mad at Ji Hoon. So according to her explanation. Devin was putting Taeyang in the car, so she was not, for some, she said for some reason, they, they lived across the street from where they were filming. So for whatever reason, they were getting in the car to go somewhere. So that's why she put, uh, was putting Taeyang in the car. And then Drusilla takes off, and Jihoon starts running after her. And, and Devin couldn't run after her because of, she was putting the baby in the car. According to her explanation, Jihoon stopped running after Drusilla and turned back to yell at Devin, who had been yelling at Jihoon to get Drusilla. Follow me? So De Devin's yelling at Jihoon to get Drusilla. 
Jihoon stops trying to get Drusilla, stops, turns around and yells at Devin for yelling at him. So this led to Drusilla moving further into the street and quote unquote, almost getting hit by a car. So this was her story. And that's why she was so mad was because not because Jihoon quote unquote, let Drusilla run. It was because Jihoon was running to get her, stops to turn and yell. Now, Alicia, which who is Devin's mom, also posted a video on Instagram defending the situation. She said she got permission to post it and to explain further what had happened because it wasn't all caught on film. Not sure what they were talking about because this was all shown, but she even had a whiteboard with like street markings like you would see in court, like this is where I was, this is where they were. She had it all out. So she said that she was over around the corner and she was busy talking to the landlord who was around the corner. Um, and Devin had Taeyang and it was talking to Jihoon and they had Drusilla and they were at this one corner. So the four of them were at the corner. And then Drusilla takes off running down the street towards this area where there was like an alley and there was a street that led onto like a freeway. So... Devin couldn't really run. I mean, she was trying to run, but she had Taeyang in her, like, front pouch. And then they both have the same um, story about they were yelling at Jihoon, but Alicia couldn't see the whole situation until she got over, so she wasn't really sure what was going on. But Jihoon had been running after Jacilla, stopped, turned to yell at Devin for yelling at him while he was trying to get Drusilla. So that's why they were arguing. And that's why they were so mad. So Alicia at the beginning of her video says, no, of course we wouldn't be that angry at him for, you know, Drusilla running off. It's not his fault that she ran off and didn't stop. At least she admits that. But like, that's the whole story according to the women Clegg. So, meanwhile, while this is all going on, Jihoon posts a screenshot of a DM he got, which was like a hate DM, which was noting, like, why don't you just go kill yourself? You're a terrible father. And then some stuff in Korean. And he said, well, this is why people kill themselves. Heavy stuff, man. Right. Sounds like a whole bunch of yelling. Yep. <laughs> and what? Hey, Fraudcasters. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge. I know I've always had problems with it, whether it was the fit or the quality. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims, the maker of my perfect t-shirt bra. Now I have the perfect t-shirt to go with that bra. From either crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. My cotton jersey t-shirt is now a wardrobe staple for me. I reach for it almost every day and the fit is so perfect because it snatches me right in at the waist. I've washed it a million times and it's held its shape really well. It fits like a dream. I absolutely love it. And honestly, you guys, I thought like, okay, this shirt is going to be too small for me and it's not going to fit right and all the bulges are going to show but it doesn't at all. I put it on and it magically stretches to fit me perfectly and it holds all those bulges in. Every little but last bulge that I have is all held in and it looks fantastic. I absolutely love it and it's super, super comfortable and it is, it is one of my new favorite t-shirts. 
you can shop the Skims t-shirt collection at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small up to 4X. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu. We'll come back to that. Right. We're going to circle back to that topic. Yeah, I will. I will. I will um, make an editorial comment, which is that a lot of this sounds like they're like they know that the way they were portrayed in the show is provoking a enormous online backlash. Like if you go into into Alicia's posts in the last couple days, uh, especially the one she did with the video defending her, uh, herself uh, and explaining what happened. The comments are vicious. They are intensely mean. So mm-hmm. I think that I think they may be trying to do this as a form of damage control, not for TLC, not for the show, but for their own personal brands and their personal followings. They kind of they feel like they need to set the record straight in order to uh, get the haters off their backs. But doesn't seem to be working. Well, that's the problem, too, is once people get a view or opinion on one side based on the show, they kind of stick there. Um, it's funny how that works. <laughs> but we saw it with like Erica and Stephanie. There's no doubt that Stephanie can, it seems to be a very difficult person to deal with. Yeah. But like the piling that. Did you see how many red flags she got? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. You're I know segueing. I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to do it. Okay, I, I don't fucking care. I know I'm not supposed to do this. <laughs> TLC copied me. That whole like red flag counter up in the corner. That was my idea. I did it first on YouTube, completely ripped off. They didn't contact me. Where's my royalty check? You assholes. You didn't All sign right. off on that? You didn't sign off no, on they it. Didn't, That's the they problem. Didn't, they didn't give me they didn't give me the chance. You you have to patent that. Copyright. I, I own the a, copyrights on all my videos. <laughs> now, someone suggested that 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 maybe that was Adam standing me because of how yes. what a, about what a positive force I've been in his life. I think right. you and uh, Adam just have like a standing circle. It's a circle jerk thing that I'm not entirely sure I'm comfortable with. I think it's because they look similar. They do, don't they? It's not just me, right? <laughs> Do you, do you think they're, they're, they're brother and sisters with, with, with different one parent? I have yeah. not seen the two of you in the same place at the same time. Who, I'm me, just oh, saying. Me, oh, me, who are you talking about? Me? Adam. You and Adam. You, you mean Adam? Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, 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 we're of a kindred soul. Oh well, God. I'm just saying, I haven't seen the two of you we're, in the same place. How do you know that you're not Adam? And how do we know Adam's not Agent C? I we don't know you, your real name, do we? You I could think, be Adam. I think that we are each other's spirit animal. There you have it. And with that, I take you into Katrina's court. Okay, you guys, this week, absolutely no contest on this one. I didn't have any arguments. There was no debate. This week's case came from before the 90 Day Strikes Back, which you guys, yes, unfortunately, is still a thing. And it is when Ash was, quote unquote, striking back at something David of David and Annie had said on Pillow Talk about bringing flowers. And Ash full out power bombs David saying that David should do that for Annie and that maybe Annie would orgasm once in a while. Okay, first, eh, stop there. Where the hell did that come from? What do bringing flowers have to do with orgasms at all? And second of all, David and Annie in orgasms, you guys, these are the king and queen of boom boom, 
right? Like you do not come for 90 day royalty like that, especially unprovoked, right? So go back and crawl under your nothing box, ash hole. I will sentence you to two years of P-Dot syndrome, which is where you have no orgasm feeling. And if you question where that came from, go listen to our Patreon. Also, if you question if Annie is the queen of 90 day, go read my article on why she is the undisputed queen. Can we call her Boom Boom Queen? <laughs> boom Boom Queen. <laughs> queen A lot boom of people boom. will be like, can we get cut? Because Boom Boom doesn't mean the same thing for everybody. But... <laughs> Well, Hannah Cowie, you know that Boom Boom is the is the the mid world boss in Super Mario Brothers three. It's also the sound in Adventure Time that people use to say poop. So depends on. Oh God, where you we're are. we're we're really mixing fetishes right now. This is this is getting <laughs> weird. I don't know if I can handle this. Oh, uh, you can. You will. Like if you if you if you're going to combine Super Mario three fetish with scat fetish with with sex, uh, this this is. <laughs> No. This is Actually, on a level. No. Just stop, uh, this is, this just is stop on a there. Level. This is on no, a level. Just stop there. <laughs> I can't if deal you want to say scat fetish, then no, that's it. We don't We're, have the filters to be putting that on this episode. I'm putting <laughs> out a bounty. That for your, save that on your, for your I'm, YouTube. I'm putting, it, I'm putting out a bounty. If someone can find Rule 34 content that matches those criteria, I will give you a shout out on my show. <laughs> I'm waiting oh, to boy. see how many people are sliding into your DMs for that one. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. We'll yeah. see. Got my phone right here. I'm going to watch for the for those DMs. Oh uh-huh. God. Yeah. We have our social media roundup. Uh, so three items today. Erica loses the color. So she announced on her Instagram that she's going to shave her head for charity. More like shave her head to then grow hair to shave her head for charity. Um, which is a cancer charity in Australia. Can you explain that shave her head so she can grow it and then shave it because you can't donate dyed hair, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I overlooked that a lot of people don't understand what I'm saying there. But yeah, so you have to, when you donate hair, it has to be virgin hair. It can't be dyed. It can't be treated with chemicals. Straight out of the head. So she's shaving her dyed and I would say damaged hair, right, to then grow her hair out to be able to donate to make a wig for cancer. I have a couple. For a cancer, for a cancer um, patient. I have a couple thoughts on what you just said. The first is, are you implying that if you are in some way treated with chemicals, you're no longer a virgin? That's correct. God, that sucks. I mean, think about it. Like, as soon as you get vaccinated, you're not a virgin anymore. Moving home, on home to man. number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> Can you imagine how happy someone would be if they got, like, Erica's iconic dyed colored hair is their wig. Okay, so people were in the comments saying that. Like, can you shave your head, make a wig out of it, and give that away as like or she a could give- auction a giveaway item. Or she, she could, could auction, auction it for a charity. She could auction it and give the money to charity. Yeah. I think that would be a better idea. I don't know how like durable the hair would be, but I'll I'll, I'll ask her. I'll tell her to do it. Okay, you're going to hit up Erica and ask her to shave her hair and give it away for... for no, charity. to auction it off on eBay and then and then <laughs> give the money to a cancer charity. I actually think it's a pretty cool idea. Um, it would work. I think she'd be up for it. Oh, my goodness. We will move on to that. Hopefully she hears this and uh, she considers that for the... Uh, there was a lot of comments asking for that, so it's actually a high-demand request. 
next up is Pedro and Chantel. A post on 90 Day Tom Foolery came up that was showing or saying that Chantel was pregnant and that they're filming a new season. Um, since it was just a post, I mean, there was nothing else to, to corroborate it, but it's a, a, I'm assuming a DM that was slipped into this Instagrammer's uh, inbox for that. But I also like went to go to her Instagram and she didn't look pregnant. So maybe this is early on news. I don't know. This is just, um, just a post. So I'm going to put that out there. It was like a friend of a friend told me that Pedro said this and that person messaged the blogger and the blogger said, look, this is just was said, like, take it. It's for just what, it's what worth. it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, take it for what and, it's and, worth. <laughs> and that's all you can do, because when you get random messages, there's really there's almost no way to really know if it's true unless there's some hardcore receipts. So remember, Tiffany didn't know she was pregnant her whole time. Could also be that Chantel's a marsupial because like when marsupials give birth, their, their babies are like this big and, you know, they don't it doesn't show. That's a lot of theories right there. There's a lot, lot happening there. Marsupial I will say, I baby, say, I didn't know I was pregnant, listen. so she could be on that. That could be the new show she's on. But Pedro knows. So um, <laughs> my, what I was going to say was that, like, people will DM bloggers with some really whacked out shit. <laughs> okay. There are some theories and, I mean, I will say straight up lies. Some of them are straight up just whacked out, whatever, who knows, rumors, whatever they are. People will DM us with some weird shit. And we, it's, and it's, it's, it's hilarious. But, you know, we check into it. We're never going to post anything just directly. You know, we're always going to verify it or not post it if it's a lie. All right. So I'm going to finish with congratulating Lauren and Alexi, well, not Alexi, but Lauren for hitting 1 million on Instagram. That is the big thing now. I don't know where she's going to go from there, but I was actually surprised that, um, what is her name? Beat her to 1 million. How? How? But she was on the show before, right? Mm-hmm. But Pow was on more seasons and Pow shows her tits and ass a lot more than Lauren ever does. So <laughs> that's why she gets more followers. I guess that could help. I mean, if you, <laughs> you like, you click. So, yeah. You want to see that's more. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Hanakawa. And now let's ask the visa officer. All right. So I have one thing, one thing I want to observe upon and then we'll take a couple of questions from Instagram. The first is Larissa and her fake deportation drama. I am getting really sick of Larissa complaining about how she could get deported at any time because that's not how the immigration system works. She has to be served a final order of removal before she can be forced out of the country. If she is still attempting to adjust her status or appeal a finding or decision the government has made against her, she does not yet have said final order of removal, and she can't just be picked up and sent out before all that is resolved. And we know that she's trying to um, alter or she's trying to adjust status to uh, that of permanent resident. We suspect the mechanism by which she's doing it. And as long as that process is pending and we know that we even know that she went in to USCIS to get a biometric screen, which is a very routine part of an adjustment of status process. We know that she's going through normal administrative procedures and is not subject to a final order of removal. 
um, if she's if she's trying to get trying to have USCIS determine whether she has a, a legal basis to stay here. She's not in danger of getting scooped off the street and sent back to Brazil. This is a bunch of, of nonsense, fake drama that she keeps spitting out. It's true that getting arrested would not be good for her. It would be a significant problem. But the idea that she's in imminent danger and could be deported at any time is a fat load of BS. And any of the immigration attorneys who listen uh, to this show are welcome to send me a message to tell me if I got any of that wrong. And I might share it on a future episode. If you guys remember a few weeks ago, we said we wanted to start taking your questions by voice recording me so that we can have you ask them directly on the show. Well, this week, a couple of you guys took the plunge and sent me your voice questions. So we're going to go through them right now. Here's our first one. Hi, my name is Gigi. I'm rewatching 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. I'm curious on how long a U.S. citizen can stay in a foreign country with a visa. After they return to the U.S., how long until they can return? Can they go to another country? How do they keep people from committing fraud? Thanks. Well, the answer to that question is at this point, there is really no limit to how long a U.S. citizen can remain outside of the country without it causing them some sort of a uh, negative consequence. Um, American citizens are permitted to live outside the U.S. for years upon years at a time. And the thing that that actually matters is the country that they're living in and them obtaining a relevant um, resident status that would let them stay there. Obviously, if, if Americans living illegally in some country, that that's a little bit no bueno vis-a-vis uh, -vis that country. Now, that said, there are implications to living outside the U.S. for a extended period of time, and that comes with your ability to transmit citizenship to your child. Um, prior to, I think it was the 70s or the 80s when they made some changes to citizenship law, you were required to come back to the U.S. periodically, otherwise you would be unable to transmit citizenship to your child. That, that requirement is somewhat stabilized to a more to a I think it's a five year requirement now and a, with a certain amount having been uh, after a certain age. So if you were to have been born in the U.S. and then taken out of the country and never came back, um, you would not be able to transmit your U.S. citizenship to a child uh, that is yours. You are required to have spent some time in the U.S. in order to transmit citizenship, though, in effect, most people have who have grew up here and then gone to live overseas meet that requirement. But that is a wrinkle in citizenship law that very few people know about unless they're, uh, you know, doing passports, um, then you, you wouldn't know about it. But it's a very good question. It's so the, the you know, it's more relevant to have a a status in the country you're living in. Um, otherwise, there's not really going to be a, a negative impact on you. OK, let's move on to our second question. My name is Phoebe and I had a question for Agent C. I was wondering if Jess was on a visa for an au pair or if she was actually on a student visa because I've been following her for a while since she started dating Colt and she only mentions going to college. Jess is here on a J-1 visa and a J-1 visa is called an exchange visitor visa and the J-1 program allows for a variety of different types of activities, um, some types of study, some types of summer work and travel. So, for example, if you live in like a big city and you notice that your that your local swimming pool has a Ukrainian lifeguard, um, which a lot of them do, they're usually here on a J1. Olga of Stephen and Olga, if you remember from season six, she was here on a J1 when she met Stephen 
and uh, subsequently got knocked up by him. Um, yeah, the lifeguards at my neighborhood pool are uh, Ukrainian. Yeah, and if so, if you if you have a foreign lifeguard who's young, who's like in their twenty, like late teens or early twenties, odds are they're here on a J one doing what's called summer work and travel, and that's permitted in the law. That's interesting too, because I when I was in college, I worked at a summer camp, mm-hmm. um, like an overnight residential summer camp. We lived there mm-hmm. all summer, and there was a lot of people who worked there um, who were staff members who were either yeah. counselors or worked in the kitchen or a whole combination mm-hmm. of them. And they were all foreign, from foreign countries. Now, back when I was 19 years old, like, I didn't know anything about visa status, nor did I care. But would that be, and then, like, after their summer working there, then they would go and travel, like, the U.S. or other countries on their way back to their home country. That's exactly what what the J-1 program is structured to do. Now, there are other types of like tra- J1s can also be trainees, technical trainees. Uh, so, for example, company, big companies will send engineers from the home office to a um, an office here to do some studying, do, um, some o- OJT on the job training. And that also falls into the J1 program. Um, so we have education. We have summer work and travel. That's considered a form of cultural exchange. But the J-1 program also includes o- the au pair program. So young young people who come to the U.S. as au pairs um, come on J-1 status. And there's a lot of rules for how to for for what an au pair uh, contract must look like. And those are considered to be a little bit trickier to uh, to decide on because you have to go through like this 20 point list for what the what what the what the contract between the host family and the au pair has to contain so that it is in compliance with U.S. labor law. Um, and, you know, if, if, if there's somebody for whom that's an exciting idea, it's it's our friend Katrina. Um, but so so the so the reason why it's probably a little bit confusing uh, is because the J-1 program covers many types of reasons why you might come here, including work, travel, study, and uh, being an au pair. But we know that Jess is here uh, on an au pair status. Uh, but that's a good question. It's good. It, it was, it's a good opportunity to kind of explain what, what the J-1 program is. So the answer to that question is Jess's visa for an au pair student visa is Yes. Yeah. Now, there's one other thing. There's one other thing about the J-1 program that's a little bit of a and I don't know if it would apply to Jess specifically. Some J-1s have a residency requirement. They're not allowed to get a visa to come back to the U.S. unless they've been in their country, uh, a country of origin for two years. Not all J-1s have the two-year residency requirement. Sometimes it can be waived, but you'll see situations where somebody came for a J-1 and they want to come back either as a, as a full-time student or because they've met somebody and they're not permitted to because they're subject to the residency requirement that's built into the law. So does this explain how Jess was able to go back to Brazil? In that case, that was she was probably still in status and provided she has a multiple entry visa, she's allowed to go and, and, and return. Okay. What, okay. what, mat- what the, where the residency requirement becomes... Uh, a factor is when the J-1 program ends and she's out of status. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Makes no sense. 
Excellent. If you have further questions on that, you can um, reach out to Agent C and ask for the questions. And how can people submit questions for you? There's two ways they can submit questions, actually three. Um, they can send, you're always welcome to send me a DM on Instagram at the real agency. Um, I'll always, uh, take your questions. If, if it's a question that I don't think I can use on the show, usually I'll just tell you the answer, but if it's one, I think we can use on the show. Um, I'll, you know, let let you know, usually every other week on Mondays, I will put out a, uh, Instagram story asking, soliciting questions. So keep a lookout for that. Or you can use the contact form on my website to send a question that way. Excellent for those of you that are not on social media. And again, why would you be on social media when we're the where they're trolling it for you so you don't have to? All right, now I'm gonna move into something new for you guys. This is the segment we are now calling either 90 Day Crossfire or the, the Thunderdome. We're not sure how it's going to work out yet. Let us know what you think. One of the features of the broadcast is that we, we is because we come at things from all different points of view, like the three of us, we sometimes have different interpretations of issues presented in the show. And this can lead to interesting exchanges. Um, a lot, honestly, of what you don't actually hear on the show. We actually keep these off the show for the most part. However, what you do hear on the show, sometimes listeners mistake this, what we refer to as a robust exchange, as us fighting with each other. It is not fighting with each other. We just enjoy discussing these topics with each other. Again, most of this is kept off the show, and um, we don't want to keep it off the show, basically. So with that in mind, we're introducing this new segment that will allow us to debate these topics from the show in a more structured manner. For those of you guys who've known me a long time, you know structure isn't exactly my strong suit. So we're gonna try this. Thankfully, I have Agency and Hannah Cobble to keep me straight. So, introducing 90 Day Crossfire live from the Thunderdome. The, Thunderdome. the way that this is gonna work is that each week, one host plays the moderator and the other two will take sides on a show-related issue. The two hosts will debate the topic. We are then going to post a poll on Instagram asking you, our beloved frauditors, who you think won the debate. The next week, the moderator will announce the audience poll winner and also declare who they think took the, the Thunderdome. So, quick disclaimer about this whole segment. These views that they're going to argue don't necessarily reflect their personal views. So I want to make that clear. <laughs> but rather the side of the argument that they were assigned to argue by the moderator, i.e. me tonight. Tonight I'm the moderator. So tonight I assign them these sides. So don't come after any of us for these views. Okay, we're debating with the available information. No one here is a misogynist or a victim blamer or a victim shamer. We're taking all the available information, all the available positions, all the available arguments, and we're throwing them in the room together. Hence, the, the Thunderdome. So without further ado, welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. <laughs> this week, Devin, Jihoon, Drusilla, and the street. Is Jihoon to blame? And did the punishment fit the crime? Taking the side of Team Jihoon will be 
agency. He will return to his familiar territory of arguing that Ji-Hoon is getting a raw deal. On Team Devin will be Hanakawa making the case that Devin has a legitimate complaint against Ji-Hoon. And now, agency, your opening statement. Right. So you guys know that I have taken on the unofficial mantle of the public defender for all 90 day losers. Um, and Jihoon is probably my number, my number one client. This guy keeps getting dumped on week after week, after week, after week, you know, he's given the task of trying to wrangle a kid to bring her back to their apartment. And by no fault of his own, because he's not controlling this kid, she goes and she goes and runs off. He makes a he makes a valiant effort to come to go and get her. And despite the work that he does, and despite the fact that the situation ended up with her being okay, we see that she sustains no injury. That he's getting he's getting the complete the complete um the complete eighth eighth ninth tenth degree from both Devin and from Alicia. And this is completely unfair. Jihoon is making a legitimate effort and he's constantly being raked over the coals for things that are not really his fault. He's not the one who, who, you know, instilled in Drusilla's mind that it's okay to tear off in the middle of a city at night that, that, you know, puts her in the position or, or has her believe that she doesn't have to listen to adults when they, when they yell it, when they yell for her to, to do things. And certainly, you know, he, he seemed to be the, the fastest one going, going after her. And I think that to, to push him to the point where he's, where he's doing, where he's just sobbing in the middle of the street, I think is, is entirely inappropriate and unfair. And it's unfair for Alicia to be telling Jihoon that she's going to kill him if anything happens to, to Drusilla. I mean, that that's a that's a that's a burden and a pressure that's way outside the bounds of uh, of what is acceptable. Jihoon, for his faults, and he does have them, is trying to make an effort. And I think he deserves to get at least some credit uh, for for what he does. So I think Jihoon did nothing wrong. Thank you very much, Agent C. And Hanakawa, your opening statement. Opening statement. I don't have a long statement, but my my. My platform is that in the moment when Drusilla ran off and Jahoon ran after her, he had one job, and that was to make sure she didn't run out into the street and get hit by a car. And he let his emotions take over that he wanted to, you know, stop to have them stop harping on him. But in that moment, he dropped the main objective, and that was getting the child and making sure she stayed safe. So th- that, that's, that's where he dropped the ball. If you want to hear the rest of this argument, tune into the Fraudcast Extended Edition available on the Patreon, patreon.com slash the Fraudcast, as Agency and Hanakawa square off on the subject of Jihoon versus the Clegs. The Thunderdome. All right, and I am Katrina. I am Frauded by TLC on Instagram. You can also find me at Just Frauded on Instagram, which is my personal stuff. I'd like to take a moment to pimp the Patreon and all of our um, Fraudience members over there. I'd like to say hello and welcome to our new members since last week. We have Stephanie, Noel, Kathleen, Wendy, Jennifer, Jen, Arlene, Marissa, CJ, Nicole, Kimberly, 
BB Life, <laughs> Susan, and yeah, Susan. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for joining the Fridance. We love having you here. And uh, if you guys are interested in the Patreon and what we talked about over there, we have all kinds of subjects, all kinds of topics. We have some 90 day stuff, some reality stuff. We have um, some other just topics, some other things that we, we discuss. Come on over. We got some good changes coming. We got some new content coming. I'm very excited about. So we'd love to see you over on the Patreon. And remember, if you are a Patreon member, you have access to the exclusive Facebook page just for fraud, the Fraudience patron members. And you also have access to the exclusive Discord server, which hosts your favorite agency and hetero life mate, which um, you can engage in conversation with them. They're both pretty active over there. So you have those options to you as well. All right. And so you can find me at 90 Day Fiance today on Instagram. And if you would like to uh, follow me or subscribe to me on YouTube, my name is High Functioning Millennial there. And you wonderful people can find me at my website, uh, www.askthevisaofficer.com. Feel free to uh, go there if you have a question related to the U.S. visa process. There are a number of services there that can help you. I actually do get a fair number of people um, sending me DMs about general visa topics or specific visa topics related to them. And very happy that you do that. Um, if you want me to answer those questions, you will need to go to the website and request a service uh, uh, for that. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at The Agency Show. I know I've been promising new videos. They are in production. I've had a few other things I'm working on. Um, on the side that's been distracting my attention, but there are, I have, I have three new videos, scripts recorded, and now I'm just putting them together to, uh, to get uploaded. So there's a, there's a cornucopia of things coming for you wonderful people. Um, and, and last, but certainly least, um, you can find me on Instagram at the real agency. Great. Thank you so much, you guys. And that is our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember to please subscribe to the show so you don't miss a new episode drop. While you're there, if you can leave a five-star rating and review, we would appreciate that as well. We are The Fraudcast, and we're dumpster diving so you don't have to. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear, but not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. 
Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.